This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today is Wednesday, July 12th, 2023. Christopher Ray gets grilled before Congress. It is ongoing right now, the most corrupt individual, long-standing in our federal government. Christopher Ray has got to go. NATO rejects full membership for Ukraine, saving us from World War III, we think. And Mike Cernovich joins the show, the great Mike Cernovich. He has some interesting things to announce. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. If you appreciate the work that we do here, for instance, like we have been working up to the very last second of this show to make sure that you have the live clips of the ongoing Christopher Ray brutal grilling that is happening on Capitol Hill. Some of the clips we're going to play you are just brutal. If you wish to support us in our work in exposing those corrupt individuals who wish to control you, control your mind, control your nation, who wish to shred our founding documents, then please join the Benny Brigade. Much like your founders, join a fighting army. Benny Brigade is a brigade inside of the Salty Army that is going to fight to free and save America. You can join today at BennyJohnson.com. You can get exclusive perks with your membership and your subscription, and you can support the work that we do here. If you sign up for an annual membership, just five bucks a month. Come on, that's less than a $5 footlong. They don't even have that anymore because of inflation. It's like a $50 footlong. You get an exclusive Benny Brigade sweet keychain leather Made by and produced here in America, American leather, American farmers, American cattle, and American veterans who put it all together. We're going to bring you the story of the Benny Brigade keychain soon. But ladies and gentlemen, support us and support this show. Thank you so much for your support. Okay, Christopher Ray testifying. I think we have a live shot here. Christopher Ray testifying right now. This is live on Capitol Hill. This is incredible. This is Daryl Issa, uh, and this is the uh, House... This is the House Judiciary, ladies and gentlemen, um, and Jim Jordan has been grilling Christopher Ray. Jim Jordan uh, gave forth both barrels to Christopher Ray on an absolutely savage opening. Daryl Issa also very, very good. Uh, so I look forward to hearing this. We're going to be clipping it live. We're going to be bringing this to you live. We try as hard as we can to take these live moments and to digest them with you, to bring you uh, what you may or may not have missed. These hearings can go on for hours and days. And so we want to make sure that we synthesize correctly and we have our full production team on hand today. That is what you support when you join the Benny Brigade. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Jordan deserves to be grilled, and I just want to give a quick introduction here as to why. Seven unanswered questions ahead of FBI Director Ray's testimony here. This is exceedingly important. Ladies and gentlemen, what should Christopher Ray be asked about? Let's begin. Why did the FBI withhold the FD-1023 from Congress? This is the most damning piece of political evidence against a sitting president or somebody who wished to run for president. They knew about this before Joe Biden ran for office, the FD-1023. You know exactly what that is. This is now a permanent part of the American lexicon. This is the recording of a source credentialed and credited, paid for by the FBI, saying that Joe Biden went and behaved like a mafia boss in Ukraine, demanding bribes, demanding services, selling out the American politique. 
for personal gain. They even have recordings. Where the hell are those recordings? Is the FBI hiding it? The FBI has hidden this document. They did. They didn't even acknowledge its existence until Chuck Grassley and James Comer said, oh, well, we already have the document, jackass. And so then they had to effect effectively mule and give the document over to Congress. Lauren Boebert joined the show as soon as she had read it, told us that it details a $10 million bribery scheme for the Bidens. Why did the FBI hold back on this document? If they had something like this on Trump, do you think they would have held it back during the election? Uh, I don't think so. Question number two, why did the FBI's Washington field office conduct a raid of Mar-a-Lago and a break from standard practice? Why didn't they just work with Trump to get the documents back? Oh, Donald Trump sitting there with his Kim Jong-un handwritten letters, with his twinkle toes in the pool at Mar-a-Lago, in the moonlight, single tear dripping down his eye, single tear dripping down Donald Trump's sweet orange face as he stares at the moon, and Kim Jong-un stares at the same moon from across the ocean. And they both sing under their breath, Rocket Man, to each other. Who the hell cares? Donald Trump had some personal effects at the at, at, at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, he had, he had plans to invade Iran. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's not in your list of classified documents, you morons, you dumb donkeys. So no, why didn't the FBI just work with Trump? No, they had to go raid him. They had to go raid him. Because they knew that they were protecting the real criminal, Joe Biden. Why did the FBI limit the number of witnesses who IRS investigators could contact during the Hunter Biden investigation? And that seems curious here. G Gary Schlapley, 14-year veteran of the IRS who worked for years on Hunter Biden investigation, told the House Ways and Means Committee that the FBI sought to cap the number of interviews investigators could conduct as they probed suspicious activity related to Hunter Biden's finances. The FBI tried to dictate that we could only interview five people as planned interviews by the FBI so the FBI could manage those interviews, Schlapley told uh, the House Ways and Means Committee uh, under oath. Uh-oh. I learned the FBI case, I'm reading to you directly from the whistleblower testimony, in Delaware had only recently moved back its hometown of Wilmington with his wife and his family and was concerned about the consequences, him and his family, and continued uh, the sensitive investigation executed the search warrant of President Biden guest house. What does that say? That the FBI assisted in tipping off the Bidens to their raid of his house. Did they do that for Trump? Don't think so. What have the FBI done to investigate the tax on abortion centers and churches? I'm sorry, correction, correction, anti-abortion centers and churches. There's been a ton of churches attacked, Catholic churches burned to the ground, Christian churches, Christian supported uh, abortion centers. Baptist, evangelical supported, uh, like they call it anti-abortion center. It's pro-life center. It's like, it's like assistance to the mother center. Okay. This is a pro-woman center because half the children that are aborted are women. So they're being burned to the ground. Has the FBI done anything? House Judiciary Committee Jim Jordan has been critical of the FBI for seemingly uneven allocation of resources and investigation and incidents at abortion clinics. Uh, versus anti-abortion crisis pregnancy centers. You might recall that a dude who was protesting in front of an abortion clinic, he was just standing there peacefully in front of an abortion clinic. He was brought in on federal charges. Luckily, the judge threw it out. But that's what the FBI was spending their time on. Question number three, are agents who worked on the Russia investigation still employed by the FBI? Former Special Prosecutor John Durham released his bombshell report earlier in the month. His multi-year investigation of the Russia inquiry found that the FBI had broken every single rule Durham found the FBI officials at multiple levels of its authority within the Bureau disregarded protocols in a quest to go after Trump for political reasons ahead of the 2016 election. 
Meanwhile, they ignored evidence on Hillary Clinton and ignored evidence, obviously, ongoing uh, into the Biden crime family. How closely has the FBI worked with social media companies to censor speech? The FBI is screaming at the top of their lungs. Christopher Ray's pretty little lungs on his private jet. Why does Christopher Ray still have a private jet? Congress, why does Christopher Ray still have a private jet? We'll, we'll ask. We'll ask, ladies and gentlemen. They're screaming at the top of their lungs because a judge said that you can no longer censor Americans. You can no longer uh, violate and pillage and, uh, and, and, and become like the, the predators of the American founding documents. You can no longer desecrate them. And now the FBI is very upset about it. Hmm. Don't you swear an oath? Don't you swear an oath? No, maybe. Don't trust these people. By the way, the, the, nobody cares about sworn oaths at the FBI. Uh, FBI agent Peter Strzok and FBI lawyer Lisa Page uh, were both cheating on their spouses with each other inside of the FBI, texting each other, mm, mm, we'll stop Trump, remember? We'll stop Trump. Don't worry. We'll take care of it. Trump won't win, will he? <laughs> no. Yeah, so these people don't actually care about their sworn oaths. They certainly don't care about their sworn sworn oaths before God in their marriages. And so why the hell would they care about the sworn oath to the Constitution? Has Merrick Garland asked you to stand down on an investigative step? This is an important final question. Attorney General Merrick Garland is above Ray in the organizational hierarchy. He is the top law enforcement agent in the country, is the attorney general. Gar Garland has faced critical decisions uh, into the probes of the Biden crime family or the lack thereof. So we're looking, of course, at the basics of Christopher Ray not doing his job to us, in a, his fiduciary responsibility and constitutional responsibility to the American taxpayer who funds a salary and his private jet. But Christopher Ray is doing his job to the Biden crime cartel by protecting them. That is what the FBI has turned into, a protection operation for the Biden crime family. That is what Jim Jordan effectively like leveled against Christopher Ray. Uh, these are the steps that they are following in their inquiry. There are a number of heroes of the Republic that have been asking these questions of Christopher Ray, ongoing, again, live. And if something big happens live, we will tune in. We will cut to it live. But this has been, uh, this hearing has been going on for an hour now. Here's how Jim Jordan opened that hearing. American speech is censored. Parents are called terrorists. Catholics are called radicals. And I haven't even talked about the spying that took place of a presidential campaign or the raiding of a former president's home. But maybe what's more frightening is what happens if you come forward and tell Congress. If you're a whistleblower, come tell the legislature, come tell the Congress what's going on. Look out. You will be retaliated against. Ask Garrett O'Boyle, who told Congress about these issues. Took his clearance. They took his pay. They took his kids' clothes. Ask Gary Shapley, 14-year veteran at the IRS, handled some of the biggest international tax fraud cases at the agency. He comes forward, and the Justice Department kicks him off the case. But here's what's truly unbelievable. Here's what's amazing. With all that history, with all that, the Justice Department, the FBI, want the taxpayers they censored, the parents they labeled, the pro-life Catholics they called radical, they want them to pay for a new FBI headquarters. And they want FISA reauthorization of the 702 program in its current form. It's in, it's in the director's opening statement. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So Jim Jordan, sort of like uh, 
laying out the groundwork for the rest of his committee to attack Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray, I don't think, appeared on camera there. He does here with Congressman Mike Johnson, friend of the show, who's been on the show, uh, starting in on the opening line of questioning for Christopher Ray. Check this out. We've seen counterterrorism resources being used against school parents, the homes of conservative political opponents being raided. They've seen conservative states being targeted over their election integrity laws and conservative Catholics and pro-life citizens characterized as violent extremists. Just last month, as you know, special former uh, former special counsel John Durham sat right in that seat and testified that the Justice Department and the FBI should never have launched the bogus Trump Russia investigation. And his lengthy report reluctantly concluded that the FBI, quote, failed to uphold its mission of strict fidelity to the law. Just last week, NBC had a poll. Only 37% of registered voters now view the FBI positively. 35% have a negative view. In 2018, by comparison, 52% of the country had a positive view of the FBI. There's a serious decline in the people's faith, and it's on your watch, sir. And then, July 4th, we had this explosive, explosive 155-page opinion from a federal court in my home state of Louisiana. It explains in detail that the FBI has been directly involved in what the, the court says is, quote, arguably the most massive attack against free speech in United States history. Okay, so what is the massive attack against free speech? Well, he goes into detail about it. Again, that's Representative Mike Johnson. We're going to break down some of the best arguments and some of the, like, Biggest bombshells that have been revealed. Yo, we're just getting you this Gates clip loaded up. Matt Gates just read the Hunter Biden laptop to Christopher Wright. We got the clips. We'll load them up right now. We got you, baby. We're watching it live. We'll bring you the information live. If it's live, we'll just put it on screen. If it's good, we'll clip it. We'll put it up. Trust me, your boy Benny's gotcha. Okay, so Mike Johnson there saying, what is this disinformation? This is where the first sparks flew with Christopher Wright. Check it out. The evidence shows you, your agency, the people that directly report to you, suppressed conservative-leaning free speech about topics like the laptop, the lab leak theory of COVID-19's origin, the effectiveness of masks and COVID-19 lockdowns and vaccines, speech about election integrity in the 2020 presidential election, security of voting by mail, even parody about the president himself, negative posts about the economy. The FBI made the social media platforms pull that information off the internet if it came from conservative sources. They, they did this under the guise that it was disinformation. Can you, can you define what disinformation is? What I can tell you is that our focus is not on disinformation, broadly speaking. Well, wait a minute. Yes, it is. Wait a minute. You're, can I you're, answer the question? You can in a minute. Your star witness said in the litigation, Elvis Chan, who's in charge of this, said they do it on the basis of dip, disinformation. We need, a, we need a definition of what that is. Our focus is on malign foreign disinformation, that is, foreign hostile actors who engage in covert efforts to Mr. abuse Ray, our Mr. social media platforms, which is something that is not seriously in dispute. I have to stop you for time. That's not accurate. You need to read this court opinion because you're in charge of enforcing it. So that is the first line of questioning. <laughs> it gets worse. That's the kindest line of questioning. Mike Johnson is a, a, a nice individual. He's a he's a, an, a nice man. It doesn't get better for Christopher Ray. Baby, are you ready? Because Matt Gates just got done with what would be the modern equivalent of a tarring and a feathering and a marching out of town inside of the gallows. Yo, this is hot stuff. Fresh off of it's easier to play the clips than to than to jump in live. So this was just happened live. This is just happened live. Matt Gates just read the damn Hunter Biden laptop to Christopher Ray. Oh, this is great. 
Ladies and gentlemen, moments ago, watch this. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not has qu- no oh, interest in you won't protecting answer the question anyone about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is, and your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. But let- boom, oh yeah, boom. Well, did you hear that? Let's just break it down because we have two more Matt Gates clips. Oh man, Matt Gates was on fire. Okay, so he reads the text from Hunter Biden to his dad. Now, we've put the text up before. Again, this is live. This, this, this hearing is ongoing live. We can get you the text. We'll get you the copy of the text, okay? We'll put it up on screen. We put it up on screen before. We've read it for you. Hunter Biden declaring that he's sitting with Joe Biden, shaking down the Communist Chinese Party for bags of cash. This is on its face blatantly illegal. And the FBI director, the second most powerful law enforcement official in the country, goes, mm, I'm not going to get into that. Where's my private chat? Maybe this is why the FBI has low trust. Matt Gates delivering some very bad polling information to Christopher Ray's face. Watch. There have been instances in which individuals uh, have had disciplinary action uh, and they're no longer with it. I, I can't get into it here, but we can follow back up. But with don't you. you see don't you see that that's kind of the thing, Director Ray, that. You preside over the FBI that has the lowest level of trust in the FBI's history. People trusted the FBI more when J. Edgar Hoover was running the place than when you are. And the reason is because you don't give straight answers. You give answers that that later a court deems aren't true. And then at the end of the day, you won't criticize an obvious shakedown when it's directly in front of us. And it appears as though you're whitewashing the conduct of corrupt people. Respectfully, Congressman, in your home state of Florida, the number of people applying to come work for us and devote their lives working for us is over up over 100 percent. We're deeply proud of them and they deserve better than you. Whoa. <laughs> Damn, I'm on fire. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, we have a ruling here. The official based Benny ruling. The, the gavel has the word based on it. Thank you, Rolls Royce. Based Benny ruling. Fatality. Fatality. That is our ruling. We have ruled that clip a fatality. Okay? Maybe we need to build a new cross section uh, stinger, Royce. That is a fatality. But it didn't stop there. So Matt Gates is going into FISA reauthorization, and this is – don't get lost in all the acronyms. What this means is the FBI wants to spy on Americans, and they want the right to spy on Americans like they did the Carter Page, General Flynn, like they did everyone in the Trump administration, Paul Manafort. They want the right to illegally spy on Americans, and they need to beg Congress for that right. Congress has to reauthorize that right under the Patriot Act. So Patriot Act is the worst piece of legislation that has ever gone through our Congress. Every person who signed it should be forced to resign in disgrace. Congress should get rid of the FISA courts. This is exactly how they spied on the Donald Trump presidential campaign. But nonetheless, if the FBI has to come and beg and grovel at Congress's feet for access to spy on Americans every single year. And Matt Gates thinks they shouldn't be given that access based on the Durham report. 
And based on this, public beating, watch. Letters for investigation the of court? the Capitol. I don't believe to... FISA is remotely implicated in our investigation. You, you... So, so there, Senator Lee's asking you whether or not FISA was in any way involved in your January 6th investigation, and you say no. It, was that truthful? I said that I did not believe it was. Okay, so now let's pull up what the court said, which was something a little different than what you said. Oh, right there, it says, the government has reported additional significant violations of the querying standard, including several relating to the January 6, 2021 breach of the Capitol. So I guess the question, Director Ray, is did, did you not know when you were answering these questions that the FBI was engaging in these illegal searches, or did you perjure yourself to Senator Lee? I certainly didn't perjure myself. At the time that I testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, I didn't have that piece of information. I will add... That was a court order. You didn't have that piece of information because the court hadn't yet rendered a judgment. Did you not know when you gave the untruthful answer before Senator Lee that this was going on? It was a, it was a truthful answer. I did not believe FISA had been involved in the January 6th. But it was. So you didn't... The answer is the FBI has broken so bad that people can go and engage in queries that when you come before the Congress to answer questions, you're like blissfully ignorant. You're blissfully ignorant as to the unlawful queries. You're blissfully ignorant as to the Biden shakedown regime. And it just seems like it gets into a kind of a creepy place as well. Go to our. We're going to get to a creepy place here because there is a line of questioning about the pipe bomber on January 6th that we want to put a pin in here. So. Another colleague of Matt Gates, and Matt Gates was talking about FISA spying. Matt Gates was talking about spying in that exchange. Matt Gates was talking about spying pursuant January 6th and how the FBI can hunt down like trained dogs in wartime, like the dogs of war. A little granny who was waving an American flag who was escorted into the Capitol by police officers. Now, we have found a very interesting line of questioning here. Now, this was the last time that Christopher Wray came before Congress. This was before Republicans controlled Congress. The great Clay Higgins of Louisiana, friend of the show, who told us on a recent interview that he has evidence that there were FBI agents dressed as MAGA supporters inside of the U.S. Capitol before the doors were open with police protection. That's what Clay Higgins told us. Clay Higgins asked about January 6th. Clay Higgins asked Director Ray specifically, did you have undercover informants inside the Capitol? This would be, we already have the footage of the undercover police officers encouraging violent behavior. This would be, of course, the most damning bombshell to the entire regime narrative uh, uh, possible. This would prove that the Fed surrection was in fact the greatest psyop ever pulled on the American people. Now, I'm going to play you this older clip of Clay Higgins to show you Christopher Ray's answers, and then I'm going to show you what he said today. Check this out. Does, it, does the FBI have confidential human sources? Uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters? on January 6th of 2021. Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even now, because that's what you told us two years ago. May I finish? Uh, About when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, But to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, 
that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, gentlemen's time has expired. Should be a no. That was the great Clay Higgins getting of Louisiana, a friend of the show. Been on the show. Clay Higgins came on the show. I'm not trying to repeat myself, but this is such important bombshell stuff. This got, this got reported everywhere. MSNBC wrote this up. That Clay Higgins said, yeah, I've seen the footage. They had FBI agents dressed as MAGA supporters wandering the Capitol before the doors were open. So who the hell were they? Should be a no. Ladies and gentlemen, you can see here on the footage beside you, just because we have this at all times, this is footage from a undercover officer, MPD officer. This footage shows that the officer, you can see the text on screen, encouraging people to go into the Capitol, to climb the scaffolding. This is an undercover police body camera footage. This is not cell phone footage from a patriot that wanted fair elections, that was caught up in the moment that day when things got out of control. This is a cop working in conjunction, presumably with federal law enforcement, being operated telling people to go up the scaffolding, go into the Capitol. There's your footage. You want your proof? There it is. We always have this handy. When anyone tries to call us a conspiracy theorist, when anyone tries to tell us that we're crazy, we have this footage. We have the footage of the police officers catching other police officers. Here, look, here's police officer body camera, a camera attached to a police officer's chest asking these dudes, are you armed? And they all go, yeah, we're armed. And they're like, yeah, we finally got them. We finally got the armed MAGA insurrectionists. And the guys all say, we're cops, look. And they pull out their cop IDs. It is unbelievable that it, ta- it falls to shows like ours to have to show this to the American people. Unbelievable that this is not the most famous footage in America. Hey, are you guys armed? Yep. Well, now we got you. Time to arrest you. Nope, we're all cops. The entire group pulls out their badges. Look at this. They're all dressed as Trump supporters. Look at these guys. All these guys are dressed as as rioters that day. Plain clothes cops walking around instigating. Insanity, ladies and gentlemen. We demand accountability. One of the more interesting things that have happened over the la- uh over the um uh course of the last uh, two to three weeks, is a guy who was in charge of investigating the pipe bombs that were at the RNC and the DNC. The guy who was, uh, in, the FBI agent who was in charge, has turned on the FBI and has said that there is some really bad stuff going on with this investigation. This is pretty crazy. So this guy was seen as sort of like a, a bad guy, and now he's turned on the FBI. We're going to play you the article in just a second. But Christopher Ray was asked moments ago about the pipe bomb on January 6th. How the hell can they find little grannies who waved an American flag? How can they find grannies with Nokia phones, flip phones, waving American flags, playing snake on their phone, but they can't find the guy who planted pipe bombs in front of the RNC and the DNC, even though you have them on on camera? They degraded the footage. They knew the guy was on a phone. You can see him using a cell phone. But the FBI somehow, there's one guy they can't find. Interesting. Thomas Massey asking these questions of Christopher Wray. 
second pipe bomb was found at the DNC? Uh, again, I'm not going to get into that here. 900 days ago is when this happened. And you said you had total confidence we'd apprehend the subject. Uh, we've found video that looks like somebody, a passerby, miraculously found this pipe bomb at the DNC and then notified the police. Miraculously, I say, because it was it specifically the same, the precise time to cause the maximum distraction from the events going on at the Capitol. So this is the Judiciary Committee that he is testifying before. Here's the Judiciary Committee's release on the FBI whistleblower raising questions about the January 6th pipe bomb investigation. A ranking member, Tim Jordan, uh, Jim Jordan, sent a letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray, whistleblower disclosure from a senior FBI agent concerning the investigation of the pipe bombs placed near the headquarters of the Democratic and uh, uh, RNC. Over the year, the placement of the bombs, the FBI's Washington field office uh, to canvas all human sources nationwide for information. For some reason, this is the one guy, this guy, Actually, it just came to me. It just occurred to me. Wow. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I haven't thought about this before. The pipe bomber is the guy who left cocaine at the White House. That's it. The pipe bomber is also the cocaine bomber of the White House. All right. That's the, I, I finally I finally realized what was actually happening. OK, got it. There you go. The, 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 only, the only person in America that the FBI can't find is the guy who places pipe bombs on January 6th. And the person who dropped cocaine at the White House. Got it. Okay. Great. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are, uh, again, facing a uh, live event here with a, a with a hearing. As it pertains, yeah, there it is. Former FBI head of January 6th pipe bomb investigation comes clean with stunning admission. I don't want any conspiracy theories, right? Yeah. There you go. Pretty amazing here. This from Revolver. This from Revolver News. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, they should consider defunding the FBI. You should consider defunding Christopher Ray specifically. You should consider defunding this entire operation. We have more clips to bring you from this breaking hearing. Our incredible production team is working right now. It's easier to bring you the clips than to go to it live because there's a lot of wasted time in these hearings. A lot of Democrats, for instance, fawning over. Uh, <laughs> we have an Adam Schiff clip for you that's going to. I hope you've I hope you had a sturdy breakfast because you're going to lose it when you watch this Adam Schiff just absolutely fellatiating the FBI, because, of course, he does. It's pretty amazing how the Democrats have utterly become the party of the deep state, of permanent war, of permanent corporate power. Man, these people are craven and evil. It is probably why you shouldn't trust them with your money. It's probably why you shouldn't trust them with the uh, sturdiness of your dollar. That is why I diversify in my investments. As banks collapse, as the stock market collapses, you should consider diversifying with me, with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold is the number one company to make sure that you have your value of your life, your life savings, backed by something other than Joe Biden's mental acuity. Allegiance Gold has a Triple A rating from the Business Bureau. They have an A plus from the Consumer Alliance. And you can get $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase when you visit Protect with Benny today. Protectwithbenny.com today. Go there. Go gold. And don't let Joe Biden or the FBI play Monopoly with your money. So part of the reason why uh, this is so important is that there have been sort of like undeniable lies uh, from the like as we as we watch the protection racket around the Biden sort of crystallize and calcify. There have been just undeniable lies that come through. One of them is Christopher Ray's boss, Merrick Garland, who pledged that he that 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 
they will stay completely out of any charging decision for the Bidens. This, the most verifiable lie currently in our politics. Remember this moment. Under Biden investigation, as I said, even in my own nomination uh, um, confirmation hearing, is being run by and supervised by the United States attorney for the District of Delaware. He is in charge of that investigation. There will not be interference of any uh, uh, political or improper kind. I have pledged not to interfere uh, with that investigation, and I uh, have carried through on my pledge. I have promised to ensure that he's able to carry out uh, his investigation and that he be able to run it. And if he uh, needs to bring it in another jurisdiction, he will have full authority to do that. He'll have full authority to do that. Oh, okay. Well, then why didn't he have full authority to do that? The whistleblower from the IRS has said that this was, of course, a blatant lie. This is Christopher Ray's boss speaking. This is a blatant lie and that they didn't have full authority, tried to bring charges against the Biden in Bidens in multiple federal courts and was stopped. Listen to the whistleblowers. Speaking of the attorney general, uh, he was asked specifically about this. Mr. Weiss had, in fact, more authority than a special counsel would have. He has complete, he, has, he had and has complete authority, as I said, to bring a case anywhere he wants in his discretion. But you're saying, this, he's saying that wasn't the case. Look, you know, the, I presented the facts to the House Ways and Means Committee, and uh, they're corroborated, and another whistleblower says the same thing. So, um, you know, there is a disparity there, but um, I was there, I remember it, and, and I can vouch for uh, exactly what's written there today is what happened. So, Ted Cruz, who also has been pretty good on grilling Christopher Ray and asking some pretty tough questions about January 6th, is uh, saying, no, now is the time for a special counsel. Ted Cruz, somebody who could have been on the Supreme Court, probably should have been on the Supreme Court, somebody who was potentially offered the job of attorney general, I think it would have changed uh, Donald Trump's first term entirely if Ted Cruz had accepted that position. I had dinner with Ted Cruz in Washington, D.C., and he says that I was offered the job of attorney general. I think that would have been like a game changer for first term Trump. Ted Cruz would have protected Donald Trump, I think, from a, a, a enormous amount of problems. Jeff Session was such, such a little B. Not going to swear. Not going to swear, Benny. Not going to swear. We're not going to curse on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ted Cruz out here a man who has argued before the Supreme Court, a man who has a deep and abiding legal understanding of the way that our federal government works, saying we need a special counsel immediately and now. And if these clips from Christopher Ray going, oh, I don't know, just hearing Joe Biden's texts read, he goes, mm, I'm not interested in that. If this doesn't prove that we need a special counsel, man, I don't know what planet you're living on. Watch. We don't know if these whistleblowers are telling the truth. But if they are, if they're telling the truth, their testimony is flatly contradictory with what Merrick Garland has said under oath. I questioned Merrick Garland in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, and he told the Judiciary Committee under oath that, that the U.S. attorney investigating Hunter Biden had complete authority to investigate and that there was zero political interference. His statement is directly contrary to what the whistleblower said. The House needs to have a hearing. They need to have both whistleblowers under oath. They need to have David Weiss, the U.S. attorney under oath, and then you have Merrick Garland, the attorney general under oath. Somebody's lying. And if Garland's lying, he committed 
lying under oath to Congress, which is a felony, and he committed obstruction of justice, which is a felony. He obviously can't investigate himself. So Merrick Garland should be recused from the entire matter, and the Department of Justice should appoint a special counsel to determine whether or not the Attorney General of the United I don't, States I don't think has committed multiple there. felonies. So why not the special counsel? Again, we've detailed why they needed a special counsel looking into Bill Clinton and his lying about his affairs with Monica Lewinsky nine times in the White House. I'm sorry, correction, 11 times in the White House, nine of them Hillary Clinton was physically present in the building. I think that's an important distinction just to let you know like, who our moral betters are. This is Bill Clinton is a man who would aggre aggressively and brazenly cheat on his wife while she's in the building. Was she in the Oval Office at the time? Was she behind the camera? Who knows? No one knows. These people are sick, freaks, lizard people. These are the more these are your moral betters propped up by the Democrat Party. Joe Biden, a man who refuses to acknowledge his grandchildren and the lives of his grandchildren, that one of his grandchildren are living today in America. Joe Biden will hang his stocking over the fireplace during Christmas for his dog, but not for his grandkid. These are your moral betters. These are the people who are in charge of law in this country. These are people who are in charge of justice in this country. Joe Biden, who cheated on his wife with the babysitter. Her name was Jill. She wore bath curtains. She was cheating with her husband, with Joe Biden. Joe Biden, the man who raised Hunter Biden, the man who was written about in Ashley Biden's diary, is showering with her far too much. Ashley Biden writing in her diary. Hey, don't go after me, man. Go Ask Ashley. I'm just reporting you news. That's my job. Ashley Biden writing in her diary. She couldn't. She can't shower. She has to shower late at night because she's scared her dad will join her. Okay. Seems like a question for the Bidens. Don't come. Don't. Don't come after the messenger just because I told you that that's real, because it is. Ask them. These are our moral betters. This is why people, good men, who are trapped inside of the system of evil, uh, have to have to break and have to scream and have to, like, come out and say something. Gary Schlafly, of course, of the IRS, the bravest man in America right now. Gary Schlafly of the IRS saying, yo, we were stopped every single time we tried to investigate the Bidens. We were stopped by Merrick Garland and by Christopher Wray, the people who are testifying right now. Both those men should be impeached. Both those men should be in jail. Both, there needs to be a special counsel outside of their reach and their authority to actually look into the Bidens. We're starting to see this crack, actually, by the way, because the DOJ has now pulled back, apparently, on their sweetheart deal. Probably because the judge wouldn't let it go forward. We'll see. Gary Slapley saying, uh, yeah, yep, Christopher Ray and Merrick Garland stopped me from prosecuting the Bidens. Watch. That happened, right. and they didn't support anything uh, in relation to that to that effort. And it's consistent with their ongoing theme of, of of not allowing us to pursue or ask questions about President Biden, the big guy. So you were clearly prevented. You felt it. You documented it. You knew it. Yeah, that's correct. And and throughout the investigation, I was documenting uh, various issues as they arose, and to include the search warrants that weren't allowed to be done. What happened with that? Between April and June of 2020, we uh, we drafted an affidavit to execute search warrant in a couple of different locations, and the prosecutors at the time stated that probable cause had been achieved. But as we we moved closer to the election, um, it just seemed like they kept putting it on the back burner and they eventually didn't allow us to do that search warrant, even though the legal requirements to execute that search warrant were met. So you have a preponderance of overwhelming, undeniable evidence. This evidence is demonstrable. 
that the Biden regime has been engaging in a protection operation for not just the Bidens, but against anyone who has wrong think. So Daryl Issa, who is a good congressman from California, uh, the San Diego area, uh, Daryl Issa is asking about the censoring of Americans. The FBI, of course, screaming from high heaven at this judge's order uh, that they have to stop censoring Americans via compacts with social media companies. Now, in a moment, we're going to have another Californian who's very clairvoyant. The great Mike Cernovich will be joining the show. But first, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Daryl Issa talking about censorship. Again, this is an ongoing live hearing happening right now. Our team is clipping it for you. Watch. So would you agree that the job of the FBI is criminal investigation? It's criminal investigation uh, and to protect the country from national security threats, those two things. Okay. So the the idea that you take information and you have it taken down, use your authority and the, the leverage you have to have Meta, Google, uh, Facebook, or Facebook being Meta, or uh, Twitter, take down people's information uh, on things like where where COVID came from, where do you find the national security interest in that? Where, where do you find the interest in free speech of American citizens being taken down? And I repeat, free speech of American citizens, where, where do you have that authority? So we don't uh, ask social media companies uh, to censor information or suppress information uh, when it comes to national security threats, certainly. Uh, so what we do do is alert them when some other intelligence agency gives us information about a foreign intelligence service being behind some account, we will call social media companies' attention to that. But at the end of the day, we're very clear that it's up to the social media companies to decide whether to do something about it. The suggestion it not, of the most powerful law enforcement operation is not a suggestion. It is, in fact, effectively an order, Mr. We just suggest things. We just suggest things. We can show you – it would take us – we would have to be live for the next 24 hours to show you every single document from the Twitter files that shows the FBI, Elvis Chan, specifically the agent there in San Francisco, saying, oh, yeah, you got to take this down. You got to go after this guy. You got to go after this meme account. Take it down. Why is this still up? E emails from the White House. Rob Flaherty, Mr. Digital Director of the White House, emailing Facebook. Why the F is this post still up? We don't like this post. Take it all down. Little goblins, little apparatchiks, little Orwellians, these people. Walking around, their pot bellies and their coke at the White House. Not liking the meme that your auntie shared on Facebook. Trying to get her banned. Oh, man, and the FBI is all part of it. It's totally part of it. The FBI is part of it. There's a special portal the Intercept reported on uh, built. In, this, in, in Facebook, at least, with special portal where the government can submit uh, your profile to get it taken down, our profile to get it taken down. Thank God for this judge that ordered that to stop. But that is why we need to support companies, tech companies specifically, that are pro-free speech. That is why we use on our cell phone and mobile devices Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative wireless provider in this nation that offers dependable service and also service that supports this country, supports freedom. That supports your values. Wireless companies and phone companies are the wokest of the woke. Those people hate you. Have you ever checked and seen what Verizon Wireless or AT&T post on their social medias? Whew. Don't, by the way. Instead, just switch over to Patriot Mobile. 
Patriot Mobile is a Second Amendment supporting military, veteran, first responder, sanctity of life supporting company, 100% US based. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. You can get free activation today with the offer code Benny. Ask for their coverage guarantee while you're there. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, my boy, Chuck Grassley, is not happy. Chuck Grassley erupted over the Department of Justice, hiding or disappearing 17 tapes of incriminating Biden bribery probes. Now, we've been able to play you Joe Biden's private phone calls on this show. We have Joe Biden's private phone calls with the Ukrainian oligarch that was leaked. Joe Biden's private phone calls about Ukrainian oligarchs, Hunter Biden's voicemails, Joe Biden's voicemails to Hunter. We can play you his private line. We know what the number was. John Solomon called Joe Biden's private burner phone and Joe Biden picked up. John Solomon, great reporter, runs just the news. So we know that Joe Biden has a private phone line. The FBI definitely knows that Joe Biden has a private phone line. And the FBI definitely was eavesdropping on these conversations. So where the hell are the tapes? The FBI clearly has them. Chuck Rossley, a man who's not prone to getting hot under the collar, a gentlemanly uh, Iowan of 80 years old and who's been in the Senate, I think, for like better part of 50 years. Uh, Chuck Grassley don't move. He's an old bull. He doesn't move in case there's unless there's something that moves him. Old bulls don't move unless they want to. They've been around long enough and they are strong enough that they don't have to move. Chuck Grassley getting pissed in this interview. Uh, maybe this is why they're pulling back these sweetheart deals for Joe Biden. Maybe this is why they're taking a little, this a little bit more seriously. Watch. Even more remarkable is the fact that uh, I've made public that Representative Comer and I have read an unredacted document of the 23, 1023 that we're talking about. And then, you know, uh, in order to satisfy the House, they thought they could get away with bringing that document up to the skiff for members of the House Oversight Committee to read. And then guess what? The line talking about the 17 recorded phone calls was redacted. It wasn't redacted in the document that uh, I and Comer read. And so I hope Wednesday somebody in the House committee will ask uh, uh, Ray why that was redacted for the House to see when I know what that those lines said. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, guys, if Chuck Grassley is sitting there talking about FBI redactions and the holding over of Biden incriminating evidence uh, by the deep state, dude, you've reached an inflection point. This is not like Chuck Grassley. Chuck Grassley ain't like on the messaging boards, okay, on Reddit. Chuck, Chuck Grassley isn't on Discord or Telegram, like on the meme channels. Chuck Grassley is a serious dude. He is the king of judiciary and oversight. If he is telling you that the FBI is hiding, deleting, or disappearing evidence, uh, then we got major problems. We are, again, monitoring the ongoing Christopher Ray interview under oath on the Hill via the GOP. Now, who is the uh, brass of the FBI protecting? We have some interesting footage here of a man who is apparently uh, working very, very hard at Na uh, uh, over the last four days. In fact, Joe Biden has been, he's at the NATO meeting in Lithuania right now. Joe Biden and his team said that he can't make critical meetings during NATO because Joe Biden is uh, too busy. He's too, he's too tired. He's too high, tired from his tough schedule. We have footage of Joe Biden's very tough schedule uh, 
ladies and gentlemen. Here is what uh, Joe Biden was doing on the beach uh, just a day ago. There you go. Joe Biden's team said that he's not able to make NATO meetings because he's been too busy and working too hard. This was Joe Biden on Sunday. There you go. This is what working too hard looks like. By the way, look at that. Look at those man boobs. That man has not worked hard a day in his life. That, that is not the uh, physiognomy of somebody who is uh, working hard. Joe Biden is lost and confused throughout the entire meeting. Uh, pretty embarrassing uh, watching Joe Biden wobble through, uh, having to grab the arm of the king in order to figure out where he's going. Here's Joe Biden at a photo op. He, the guy never knows what the hell's going on. Uh Joe Biden wobbling and wandering around stage. Once the, the once the event gets done, then Joe Biden goes, where do I go? What's going on? Remember, he had to grab hold of the king's arm at Windsor Palace. Man, what would our founders think? He has to grab hold of the king's arm and be escorted around like a nursing like a like a nursing home resident. Oh, here, where do I go? Oh, okay. Dude, seriously, it's not that hard. It's so bad, in fact, that Mika Brzezinski, stenographers, agents of the regime, Morning Joe, Mika, Mika Brzezinski um, took a moment from her ponderings of what happened to Joe Scarborough's interns when he was a member of Congress uh, and decided to scold another uh, bit of government staff. Thankfully, it wasn't Joe scolding the staff. We all know what would happen then. Uh, Mika Brzezinski said to Joe Biden's staff, shh, you suck. On this morning's show, she snapped. Finally, <laughs> I mean, you're starting to see it all break down. This is what this is what the collapse looks like. Watch. And with Reagan, they also managed to schedule very carefully. Yeah, I think his staff needs to own his age. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think they do a good job uh, helping out the president. And I'm not talking about it like I'm just saying if you are managing a president's schedule, and you are managing a president getting on stage and getting off stage and doing getting on planes and getting off planes. And yes, he's 80. You need to be there for him and you need to make a pathway. And you sure as hell better make sure he doesn't fall on a sandbag. And I blame the staff for that. I mean, these are the things that are going to hurt him. These are things that are going to be played on a loop. OK, let him do his job. Let him do his speeches. Let him work on policy. Let him do his connections in Congress. Unlike any president on, that we've seen, uh, I, I don't know, since Clinton. But my God, make sure, you know, your Secret Service, you're his staff, that you were there and you're telling him what's next. And this is what the uh, this is what the collapse looks like, ladies and gentlemen. So in this week alone in this week alone, we have The New York Times shaming Joe Biden for refusing to acknowledge his own grandchildren, respecting his dog instead of his grandchild who lives in Arkansas. We have the Atlantic straight up calling for Joe Biden to resign. Step aside, Mr. President. And then we have Axios on Monday publishing an article saying that Joe Biden is a raving lunatic. You have Joe Biden being getting lost, wandering around, needing to grab the arm of the king to get around Windsor Palace. And now you finally have the official breakdown. Morning Joe, I mean, when, jo when Morning Joe starts to snap on you, you have a regime in collapse. So how do we get rid of this regime? Well, we're going to need to nominate somebody who is going to actually be able to win nationally. And we've had a very interesting friend of the show who has had a change of heart uh, when it comes to 2024. Somebody who we deeply care about and respect their opinion and who has been uh, really a handicapper for politics better than any person I think living today. His name is Mike Cernovich. 
and he joins the show now. Mike, thank you so much for joining the show as ever. It's been interesting. You've been going viral on Twitter talking about sort of the the changing political landscape for 2024 as you see Republicans. And we just played you those Biden clips, very painful. Can you please talk us through the landscape right now? How do you handicap? Sure. Um, A number of people, myself included, were convinced that it would be better to back DeSantis because he would have a better chance to win in the general so my view was that as even though you know people who don't know anything don't know what I've done, but people who do understand that I was very supportive and instrumental um, in helping President Trump win, especially in 2016. But the, this general is going to be nasty. But unfortunately, the um, the DeSantis campaign is the the most ineffective rollout of a campaign in in modern political campaign history. Think about just amongst your own audience, people you read on Twitter. Everybody was excited for DeSantis to run. I would run these Twitter polls, which people go, oh, that's not scientific, which I think is funny because for some weird reason, people think that Twitter isn't real life. But Benny, when you go in real life, do people say, oh, hey, Benny, I, I read your Twitter. Hey, right. Like, what do they, what yes. do they think it's? Do they think we're not in the real world? Do they think that people who read Twitter aren't real people, that they aren't the most politically? So they're always like, oh, your poll. It's like, wow, you're dumb. And that's an, that's one of many reasons why I, I don't see a path forward for DeSantis, because one, they're dumb. They don't understand social media. Two, they're in denial. There's no way Vivek and DeSantis should be close with my followers. It should be an overwhelming, overwhelming DeSantis win. Um, that shouldn't be close. That shouldn't be close. And then the updated poll, if you know, Alex can pull that up, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's holding true even at the law of large numbers. And then if you read my Twitter, you'll see from the past polls, DeSantis was beating Trump in 2021 and 2022. People thought, yeah, I'd rather have DeSantis. I think he's the guy who can win the general. All love for President Trump. But politics is politics and we have to win elections, right? We can love someone. And that's why people go, why don't you ever run for office, Cernovich? I got, because I wouldn't win, right? Why, why would I just run some like ill-fated campaign and take your money and then lose, right? I, I, I appreciate the love. You can love me, love me, but that doesn't mean you should vote for me. Vote for the person who's going to win. Get Anna Paulina and get people, you know, get people like that and pipeline people who can win elections and not people like me. So the DeSantis people... They don't understand social media. They're in denial. They don't have a proper command and control. They are the most thin-skinned people I have ever seen on the internet. The minute you post something that is off-key, for the, it's despite me. I, I got attacked, for example, by DeSantis' official press secretary on Sunday. And it was a very, it was a very funny moment. I'll tell you why. Because it, not just to make it about me, but it, it shows the breakdown in the campaign as I see it. So me... I yeah I was wondering um, what DeSantis thought about the WikiLeaks and does he think that that was a Russian operation to hack Podesta? Just I asked Jeremy, who was the official spokesman for, for for DeSantis, and Jeremy starts attacking me, calls me dishonest, really nasty, and so a lot a lot of things went through my head. One was okay, do you do you not realize that I've been getting shit thrown on crap thrown on me? By Trump supporters because I've been so supportive of DeSantis. Do you, do you don't do you not like know just the basic lay of the land? 
Cernovich likes DeSantis. He makes DeSantis' stuff go viral. There's that big video, Casey with the mama bears, had no liftoff. And then I go, I retweeted her tweet, and then I embedded it. My embedded tweet alone got a million views. Her video got 10 million views, right? Because then people saw this is a good video. that Never would have saw another way. They have, they have no distribution. So you're thinking, oh, wow, you don't even know who anybody is. And then he was attacking Darren, trying to shame Darren. Darren was framed and smeared by the regime propagandists as, as being a bad person because he went to a dinner and some goober showed up to the dinner and crashed the party. So then it becomes, oh, Darren Beatty's at a dinner with this bad man. Therefore, Darren Beatty's bad. And I'm thinking, wow, so you're attacking Darren and you don't even know what happened. And you're attacking me and you don't even know what happens. And nobody has like told you this is a dumb thing to do. Like one, you can't socially shame me, right? Oh no. Oh no. You're going to like say mean things about Cernovich. Wow. Nobody's ever seen that before. Right. And then moreover, people like to watch the show. So the idea that you're going to like embarrass me and that I'm going to care is shows you don't know anything. And then the fact that you don't realize that the more you dig and double down, the more fun that I have, because like, Oh, so we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to go. Okay. That this is what I was read for. Right. And then he should have had 10 people say, what are you doing? So when he started going after me, I had Trump people going, we are all laughing in every group text. We cannot believe that they're doing this. What is he thinking? And I go, that's the question. So in the Trump campaign, they never attacked me, right? And I didn't even say anything bad about DeSantis. I just said, well, here's a video clip. I was commenting on the clip. But to me, that shows a complete breakdown and command and control. You need somebody to come in and say, bro, what are you doing? Do you know any of the people involved here? No, you need to just shut up then. You're 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 making us look bad. So you you've been very public saying that you don't think that Trump can win in 2024 against Joe Biden. Has that changed? No, I still don't, but I don't think DeSantis can win either. So then if you're a happy warrior, what do you do? Um be on the side of rebranded never Trumpers from 2016, right? Be on the side of people who called Trump a Russian asset, conservatives. Be on the side of David French. Like that's, I can lose with David French. Or we can try to win with the happy warriors. And then if we lose, we think, well, well, that's life. You know, we gave it the best shot. When we're in the gulags, we can, you know, at least we gave it our best shot. But there's nothing that I've seen from the DeSantis campaign that indicates that they would win. Because I'm mercenary. I'm going to back whoever I think has the best chance at winning the 2024 general election. I will vote for the Republican nominee. If it were Paul Ryan, that would be who I would be supporting vocally in 2024 and trying to help, unfortunately. I might not like it, but that's what I was doing. And I think you and everybody else is kind of the same way. So they all call us like, oh, you're, the, the latest thing is I, I wake up, it's always weird when you wake up and then people say things about you. So there's a tweet Alex can pull up where a, a Russiagate or Steve Deace or whatever is saying that, that the only reason I turned on DeSantis was because I'm trying to grift for pro-Trump views. And it's like, Steve, brother, I, I promoted that guy's movie Nefarious when it came out. Pasovic did, I think you, everybody did. Because we're like, yeah, you know, it's a movie about demons. Looks, I don't like the guy. And so it's like, you don't even realize that I promote people that I don't like if I think it's good. I'm not like you never Trump goobers who think you're so prim and proper and you're above all of us. Meanwhile... I'm relevant. Meanwhile, I can actually move the needle. So the never Trump and DeSantis influenced their army. Yeah. So here's the tweet. You know, Steve, when your movie came out, I, retweet, I, I, don't, I hate this guy. He, he's got tweets from 2016 claiming that Putin was helping Trump win. He's a he's a never Trumper. 
but he made a good movie talking about demons and evil and the need for Christianity. So I don't care that I don't like you. I don't care that you're a Russia gator. You made a movie. Oh, but is he a grifter because he made a movie? Is he a grifter? No, no, he's not a grifter when he makes a movie. Am I a grifter when I promote his movie? Oh, no. Well, suddenly then I'm, I'm not. Um, they never thank you, by the way, for, for when you promote because the, they're better than us. So the, these people, the, the Santas influence their army, they are better than us. We're not better than them. We're, we're, we want to win. We're actually the team players, right? We're the ones who said, well, if, if uh, I mean, if Nikki Haley were the 2024 nominee, I wouldn't work hard to help her win. But I would be like, well, you know, maybe we'll get a justice out of this. Like, this sucks. You know, like, what are you going to do? I wouldn't be excited about it, but I would like, still do it and, and still like help out. But the, but like they won't because they hate us and they hate Trump voters. So the, the DeSantis campaign challenge is how do you get votes from people that you hate, that you look down, that you think you're smarter than, that you think you're better than? And then you don't understand social media and don't understand who is actually like relevant and not. And you don't understand how people get distribution. So, for example, um, yesterday I, I went into it with Jordan Peterson fans, because if you read me, you know that I go down rabbit holes. And if you pull up the feed, you don't know what you're going to get. The past few days, you've had ice cream recipes with the Ninja Creamy. You've had um, yogurt bars that I make for my kids. You've had kettlebells. You've had me going after Jordan Peterson fans and calling them themselves, you know, even though I don't like fully believe that, but it's funny and it winds them up. Right. So then they're like, oh, this tweet, this quote retweet that you did about this random guy in a niche subject is so low that you started tweeting pro Trump stuff to get more amplification. And then it's like, well, no, the biggest tweet I did in the past couple of days. Yeah, here's here's a tweet. Um, one tweet got one retweet and 29 likes. Yes, because I called some random person on the internet an incel. I can tell you that those tweets don't perform well. They're amusing. Some might say that they're beneath me and that I should grow up. And, you know, and I have these same questions with myself. What are you doing? You know, is this a positive thing? And then they're like, oh, and this other tweet about Trump got um, 800, 860 retweets. Okay, let's test this empirically to show you how stupid these people are and why I despise them. What, what's that mama bear tweet that I posted from the Casey DeSantis video? How many views did that get? So I think that's on the top of my timeline that Alex can pull up. So we can test this empirically. Am I shilling for Trump because I need the views and I'm a grifter, you know, even though I promote these people's stuff. Okay. Well, let's just see, test that empirically. Um, how many retweets and likes did the tweet I posted about Casey DeSantis's mama bear video get? Oh, and what was the liftoff of that video before I retweeted her? Zero. So how can you be that dumb? Well, that they are. They are. That's how stupid they are. So the main goal, focusing eye on the prize here, would be the White House in 2024. Now, if you were to actually put Joe Biden's accomplishments on a sheet of paper, you just need like a sticky note. I'm not sure there is really even anything to run on. It doesn't seem like they're running an actual campaign. It seems like maybe your governor might be doing the old switcheroo with Joe Biden right now. Uh, any handicapping as it pertains to who is going to be at the top of the ticket? I mean, Joe Biden doesn't have a single campaign event scheduled. He has not spent any money. Uh, they, they're not they're not. They don't seem to be worried, however, which always makes me quite nervous. The old Katie Hobbs, uh, you know, I'm not worried about this. 
what what do you think what would you what would you assume is going to go on holding constant that Republicans are just going to you know nominate the best person? What do you think is going to happen with Democrats? Yeah, I've said for a while that I thought it was going to be Newsom, and I noticed that when Newsom went on Hannity, and a little bit a little bit before that. So the media wants uh, Newsom. That's why Joe Biden is getting actually media coverage. Oh, he's got an illegitimate daughter. Yeah, he's had an illegitimate granddaughter for four years, dude. We've been talking about the White House stockings since the first Christmas at the White House and how he had the stockings up and not one for her. So why why are they reporting on that now? Why are they reporting on it that he's they're calling him? Oh, he took a fatiguing trip. I think I saw that tweet on your guys' account. Oh, the fatiguing trip. <laughs> like, well, no, it wasn't fatiguing. It was, he's on. It's stupid. But now they're now they're doing it, and now they're going. Oh, he's mean to staffers. Yeah, he's he's always been a really bad person, right? If you watch the hearings, the Clarence Thomas confirmation hearings with Biden, you would hate you would hate Biden. You would think this is a low life. And he even used to be kind of back when he had to, he was super far right wing when that was what the mood of the country was, because the country is you know, pretty right wing naturally. So right now, the media, they're trying to get Newsom in. They don't know if they can, because Kamala and Newsom has been a rivalry all through California politics. Mm. If you remember, Kamala worked her way up with Willie Johnson and then she becomes district. You know, she works to become attorney general, works in the prosecutor's office. She kind of wanted to be governor, but then, you know, she got to be senator. Newsom worked his way up from, you know, one of those weird council positions, trustee positions, up to mayor of San Francisco, up to governor. He's got the Pelosi machine behind him. So the media, they want him in, and they're they're pushing on Biden, but also realizing that, well, what about Kamala? Is she, is, is she going to let Newsom do it? Is she going to step aside for a straight white male? Is she going to do that? Right. So they're they're fighting. So there's a lot of infighting and you see that. But, but yeah, they the media clearly doesn't think Biden's going to be in and they believe that they can push him out, which they can. They can change public perception on him pretty quickly. And then they bring in Newsom and then you have a general election with Newsom, which concerns me way more than Biden, which is probably why the media wants them, because I'm, I would be way more worried about Newsom than Biden. So in your sort of final look at what we're going to be facing in 2024 do, i mean do do you see do you see things deteriorating so badly that you end up getting a republican president in 2024 well i mean you have to beat you know you have to beat the 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 mail in ballot stuff right i mean that's where i'm still when people ask me well, well, what could we do differently? I've told people what we could do differently. California implemented a ballot harvesting that California had all these seats stolen from them in 2018. And then in 2020, they were so effective at ballot harvesting that they got sued by the Democrats in California because that's how good California GOP was at ballot harvesting. And that hasn't really been done. You have people like Lindell, who I love Lindell, and Lindell carries so much weight of the world that, that he, he's like one of the only I'll criticize almost everyone. And my, cause I criticize myself. I'm not perfect, but Lindell is really against ballot harvesting, really against this stuff. And that that's hold, holding back a lot. You have to have good lawyers. It's, it's, it's not basically uh, judges decide elections now, but voters don't. So you have to bring out your voters. You have to make sure that they don't get their vote suppressed as happened in Arizona you know, people can say what they want about Carrie Lake, but what about Abe? 211 votes. How many people know that the attorney general's race in Arizona, 
was decided by 211 votes. Almost nobody knows. That. Everybody should know that. And then, oh, there were errors on same day voting. So the left has now learned they're not hacking machines, dude, and all and all that that you know, moon is made of green cheese stuff. The left knows, okay, Republican voters are going to turn out the day of the election, and our voters aren't. So it's going to be a three to one margin. So let's just have the machines break for an hour, because even though we'll lose Democrat voters, we'll lose three times as many Republican voters as Democrat voters, and they can't say that we committed fraud. We're just like the machines broke. We lost votes too. Awful. And that's what they did in Arizona. So that's why Carrie Lake couldn't prove her case. It wasn't because she didn't have a viable case. It was because the judge goes, well, you can't prove fraud because it impacted both parties equally. No. So there's going to be all it didn't. It's three to one. But so so Abe should have been um, attorney general of Arizona. I bring that up often when people try to talk about this stuff often because it's a such good a, dude too. That yeah. Good dude. Yeah. 211 votes. People don't know that. Everybody should know that. And then Carrie Lake, I don't know if she would have, but she's close. It should have been closer, but she just suppressed same-day voters. So what's going to happen in 2024? The machine just won't work. Oh, sorry. Oh, but, you know, big, big mistake. We're sorry, but we lost voters too. And if our people aren't doing mail-in voting and mail-in ballots and poll watching and counting mail-in ballots and doing ballot harvesting where you can, how do you fight against that when all the machines break? Nobody has an answer. Yeah, nobody has an answer. That's that's something that always terrifies the hell out of me. We're a, we're a white pill show. We're not a black pill show. Like there are there's there's always hope. God is in control. We live inside of spiritually dark times, but I mean believers can always fight through those. Mike, we appreciate deeply your insights here. Keep fighting. Here's Mike's uh, Substack and his Twitter. You gotta follow Mike. You will get some ice cream recipes. You will get lollipop recipes. You will get beautiful family photos. And you do have an absolute, an absolutely beautiful family, Mike. Um, but you'll also get some of the best political insight uh, that is available right now online. The great Nike Cernovich, thank you for being on the program. Thank you, sir. Sure about that, Joe? You sure about that? Biden slammed over campaign ad bragging, I'll always answer a call for my grandchildren after disavowing his granddaughter, four, born in, uh, in Arkansas. CNN joins in the condemnation. Well, this is interesting. So Joe Biden has a tweet. We'll put it up on screen here. The old Biden tweet. I don't think this is actually from recently. I think this is like this is like 2020, 2020. OK, so this is right before the election. This is right before the election, if you can call it that. I've had one rule in my life. No matter what's happening, no matter how important a meeting, I'll always answer a call from my grandchildren. Unless they're the grandchildren I don't want to talk to or talk about. What Mike just talked about was how the press is turning on him and how easy it would be to change the entire country's perspective on Joe Biden. Check out CNN going after Biden for this. You know, this is this is a story that is sad and disturbing on so many levels. Um, yes, it is political for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, yes, Republicans are using it or, and are going to take advantage of it in a way that is unfortunate and inappropriate. But the reason they are doing that is because and able to do that is because of the brand and the kind of person that we all know and believe Joe Biden to be because it's who he says he is. And it's somebody who is a family man. That's what we see all of the time. Okay, so, hmm, you're almost there, Dana. 
You're almost there. You're almost, you're so close. We see that Joe Biden's a family man. That's what they tell us. But he doesn't behave that way. Well, what does that mean? It means he's lying to you. Theme of the show. Merrick Garland lying. We'll have a full wrap up on tomorrow's show of everything that's going on. The, the, the hearing is ongoing right now. Uh, we'll have a full wrap up as to what the results uh, will be. And uh, I think that Biden is coming back from Europe tomorrow. So get ready, America. He's coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't need to depend on Merrick Garland or Joe Biden uh, for them to tell us what the truth is. We don't need to depend on FBI censorship uh, through social media to tell us what the truth is before social media or before the in, uh, before the Internet or before electricity. We already had the truth in the good book. And so on every single show, even if we have to show you verifiable lies by Biden, Garland and Ray, that we can at least show you some truth. And that is our verse of the day from Acts 20. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Ladies and gentlemen, we give it our all on this program, even in breaking news environments like this. And we thank you for your continued support. We will win. We shall march together and we shall have the victory. Justice is promised to us in this life or the next. Ladies and gentlemen, march forward with confidence. Onward, onward. Benny Brigade, it's your boy, Benny. See ya.